Kochi. Hi, Sonia. Hi. Welcome back to another episode of Inland Lugar. <laughs> so how have you been? I've been, Sonia, I've been fine. I've been good. Um, tired. <laughs> You're speaking my language. <laughs> I saw um, my auntie sent me a, a meme recently, which was basically like this. If she has a job, if she looks good, if she can cook, if she does her laundry and if she, you know, is stays hydrated, she's two minutes away from a mental breakdown. And I've like never resonated so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. I honestly, that is like, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm keeping on top of everything yeah. just. But if somebody looks at me the wrong way, yeah, I'm going to freak out. That's so funny. I was. It's funny that you mentioned this because I had actually, I've been thinking about, you know, also the memes that say like if you okay you have um a solid re- uh, relationship like a a love or whatever yeah you have a good job you're like financially stable and you have friends like that's a lie <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. missing something <laughs> and I, I i've been going through this in my le- head often i'm just like yeah yep yep <laughs> yeah what what are you lying about yeah exactly what is not under yeah. control i am something um, must be missing i like realize that the the thing that i find okay this sounds horrible but like what I find genuinely really, really challenging in my life, yeah. and nobody talk, nobody warned me about this, about being an adult, is the laundry. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> the laundry is a curse that I can't like escape from. It's so funny. It does not end for me. And I know you can't relate because you're on top of your <laughs> shit. But like the laundry like is a shadow that I can't lose. I'm never on top of it. I don't think I've ever gotten to the bottom of my laundry pile and I it's overwhelming me. <laughs> I think everyone has though the, a chore that is just, yeah. you know, that they can't get to. I have things that are, I would not, like I don't want to clean out my closet even though I definitely need to. Mm. Like this is something that I'm just like, it's not happening. And also, um, yeah, like, I mean, I ta- have to take out the trash. I do it. Okay, I, that's not so bad. I but like the, everyone the has like, okay, I love chores. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I don't like, there's certain things that, you know, just build up because like I just do not want to do them. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's normal. And I mean the laundry is I feel like I'm always doing laundry and it, I'm never like it feels like the never ending pot of laundry. What's the worst part? Like having the do you have clean clothes like all around or do yeah, you have like, I have like piles of clean clothes. Okay. That's at least like not as bad as like piles of dirty clothes, yeah. yeah. But it's like it's you should, um, it's um I feel like I feel so immature when I like look at my pile of laundry. I'm like, how have I not like how have I not figured this out yeah. at my big big age? Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of yeah stuff things into the drawer. Yeah, that's like one thing is I think that like you've been to my house, everything has like usually very clean and yeah. like. But then if the minute you open my drawer, like in my closet, it's just like chaos, absolute chaos. I feel like that's a bit of like imposter. It's like, hello everyone, welcome to my clean, nice home. You open up any drawers, just like, yeah. don't touch anything <laughs> and don't, don't move anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything's beautiful on the surface. It's like, do not oh, open anything. Oh my God, true. But yeah. Oh my God. I'll keep you informed on how I uh, mature in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to bring up like the absolute worst chore ever, but I did not want to discuss what is you it? or anyone. You the toilet. Like, you don't do the toilets, do you? I did today. Yeah. It was gross and I was dramatic about it. I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> They're like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm cleaning the toilets. But um you know when the 
shower starts to um you know like clog up a bit like the mm. water's not running and you have to like open up the drain yeah oh my god yeah i hate that i hate that and it's always my job because i'm the i'm the girl with the long thick hair so it's like <laughs> and there's only boys in my house oh my god. and like that is for sure my job and i have oh to do god. it and it's I don't know. It's like that. It's the kind of disgust that yeah. like you think about during the day. It do you is, know what I mean? It like doesn't leave you. No, it is so so sick. I I took like a chopstick. <laughs> Chopsticks on. What the I threw it away though. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm just like back in the cutlery drawer. <laughs> oh, oh my god, gross! But that's the worst one. Yeah, that is the worst one. I'm like, I'll let it like sit there for a while Fester. when my parents were here i sent them like two messages like so something's clogging up <laughs> like please take There's care of it somebody going on yeah <laughs> somebody take care of it while i'm gone please but nobody did so i did it but yeah well done so shall we talk about why we're here and what we're going to talk about yes i think it's a big it's a big one today yeah. or oh, it's one that at least i like resonate a lot with and i think is really important that we talk about yeah and that is belonging yes the feeling of belonging yeah it's a deep one and it's uh yeah we've been talking about how it goes beyond even just moving to iceland like Mm -hmm. it's just it's It's, from when you're born it's it's like a human problem yeah like the concept of belonging is like kind of a a well-researched like psychological like psycho psychological psychological concept yeah isn't it yeah no i'm gonna sound super scientific (laughs) it's maslow's hierarchy of needs but i think it's um it breaks things down in a very simple and concrete way. It's just like, it's a triangle. And at mm-hmm. the bottom of the triangle are the things that like we 100% need as a human to survive. Yeah. And then as you go up the triangle, it's like, if you have, you know, the bottom of the triangle, then you can move up to the the next level. And like, so you need to have all levels yeah. to get to the very top. You start from the bottom yeah. and you work your way up. Yes, exactly. So what's the, what's, what are your basic needs? So the, the basic needs are, you know, like physiological and like safety. So it's things like security, like food, mm-hmm. water, shelter. warmth, shelter. Yeah. Things mm-hmm. like this. So those are like, that's the basic needs. You need that for sure to survive. Yes, for sure. And you cannot move <laughs> up to the next level unless you have that mm-hmm. for the most part. So then the, the next level are like the, the psychological needs. So um, right after safety comes uh, like love and belonging. Mm-hmm. So basically belonging is yeah. like the next thing you need after you've been fed and watered and sheltered. Yeah, like exactly. it's that important. Yeah. And I think it's like super interesting. Like from from the moment we're born, like we like we, we crave, we actually need to f- to belong. We need to be looked after. And I think like if you, if you don't receive that, if you don't receive the kind of like security of belonging to a group, mm-hmm. I think that can be really damaging. And it is like really damaging for like small children. Definitely. If they never feel like they belong in a family, if they never feel yeah. like somebody's like looking out for them. Yeah. Um, and like, you, like you've also said, just like before this podcast is, if yeah. you're, you know, as a babe, like a, a baby like yeah. humans when they enter the world you yeah. know you if you're not cared for you will die you so will it's die like yeah. there it's like you cannot do you know anything yeah <laughs> from the very beginning it's like we learn that we need to belong somewhere we need to be taken care of exactly and, like, and if you don't belong somewhere then then you're by yourself yeah. then you have this feeling of like okay yeah. it's just me i have to be super like on edge like i don't know who's a friend and who's a foe yeah 
Like, yeah. I don't know, like, where the risks are. And I have to have, like, you're in a state of, like, um, defense all the time. Yeah. And, like, it's really hard to make connections and hard to, yeah, it's hard. It's really hard to let your guard down if you feel like you're in, yeah. like, defense mode all the time. Definitely. And, like, this is kind of extreme. This is, like, this is kind of, this is the basis of, like, why belonging is such, like, a an emotional thing yeah. for a lot of people mm-hmm. and why it can be panicky when you feel like you don't yeah. belong. There's so many levels of it. Yeah. Like, I feel like this, um, I think it's kind of follows us throughout all parts of our lives, like through every stage of our, like, you know, what age we're in. Yeah. You know, there's um, going to be so many different areas where you can belong. Like if you belong, you know, at home, like you, that's one place to belong. Like, yeah. You feel like you belong in your home with your family mm-hmm. or another place like just at school do you f- do you feel like you belong there like at work do you feel like you belong there like you know in the wider community are you part of like the society that you live in exactly like, like there's so many like levels of belonging mm-hmm. and but i think like when you move to a new country and you move to a new country get a new job get a new like if every time you have a life change yeah i think it becomes like a something that you have to really think about or you're forced to really think about like it becomes really obvious. I was thinking this week, actually, because last few, okay, full disclosure, last few weeks, I've been feeling a little bit raw. Mm-hmm. I've been feeling a little bit like everything is like dif- has been difficult. Not Nothing in particular, but like I think I've just been tired and stressed. Yeah. Um, and I was like, wow, why am I so like, why am I so raw about everything? Why is everything so like challenging? And I think like when you move to a new country like we have, yeah. You have to face all of your insecurities immediately. Mm-hmm. And like the things that I'm dealing with are things that I would have had to have dealt with anyway. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. and then you move to a, uh, like a new place and you're like, okay, you have to deal with this like right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think one of those things is like the feeling of belonging and mm-hmm. feeling of acceptance and stuff. I totally like, do you think it could be, so you started school in the last weeks. Yeah. So you're kind of, you're, you're thrown back into this like, all Icelandic setting. Yeah. And maybe it brings up like, un- like opens up wounds that maybe you felt right when you moved here and you've been able to kind of like cover up a bit. Yeah. But then hits you back in the face. Like, I think that's definitely what it is. And it also like takes me back to like actual school. Yeah. I guess like I'm back in school, like back in a like yeah. environment that is like famously difficult. Yeah. Um, like many layers on top of each other. Yeah. Did you ever feel, so you obviously grew up in California. Yeah. Did you feel like you belong there? Because uh, I think this is really interesting. Yeah, like I think that I, like I did have uh, good friends mm-hmm. and like a really good family. Like I, I was, I think for the most part, like I had a sense of, you know, community and belonging, but I, I never felt like I was, I belonged to a, a certain kind of, you know, crowd. Um, for example, like I was not, um, I wouldn't have considered myself like a total athlete, like was always with athletic people. Mm-hmm. And like, I was not like completely arty, like with the arty people or like dance and theater. Like I was not there um, and was not like, you know, in all advanced placement courses studying all the time, like in the library. Like mm-hmm. I was kind of like a mixture of all of it. Yeah. And I never really felt like I, yeah, belonged in one certain clique. And I think that's, I don't know if it's as common in where you grew up to have like, these kind of established kind of cliques, but at least it was a bit. Mm-hmm. I think I it was up. it was the same with me actually. I think I think it it is 
think is common for everyone. I yeah. think humans are like that. You like you stick to groups. True. Like you want to belong. Yeah. You like you really like you crave belonging. So it's like really comfortable to be in a group. True. And then therefore like kind of uncomfortable to yeah. not fit no. entirely. And also we had like there was such a pressure on being like really really good at one thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah, a lot of people wanted to get scholarships to university or something like this. So it's you you need to really dive in and be like a re- really good at you know piano or like really good at soccer or really good at what or like painting whatever yeah so and I think that like kind of define defines who you are a bit but yeah I never really felt like I had any real like belong to any certain clique um and yeah I had friends in like many different groups so I've always actually struggled with the feeling of belonging mm-hmm. and I'm also it's it's hard for me to kind of trust people, I think. And I definitely don't want to be rejected. I'm always like observant of, you know, the group setting before I speak. And mm. I don't really just jump in and feel like, you know, kind of own the group setting right away. No. I'm more on the <laughs> side of observing. Yes. And seeing if you're safe here before exactly. you like. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Um, I'm probably uh, quite similar to you. I have had like periods of belonging, like feeling really safe. Um, Like I was a competitive rower for like four or five years at school, Um, which was both good and bad. It was like really, really intense training. But like I made really, really close connections with the people that I was training with. And I think that's quite common. I think people, I think that's one of the best things about sport. Yeah. um, Is that you make these like, really really close connections and that was really lovely but then I got injured and I kind of couldn't row anymore mm. and um yeah I guess like I, I I also like I also don't think that I'm very good in a group mm. yeah. like I've, I've never had like a huge like um group of friends I'm no. more like I have like individual like really close friends yeah, I'm the same yeah. yeah I think like groups of three are so nice yeah perfect um <laughs> anything more than that it's a bit Okay, five is maybe like tops. Yeah, I just feel like I I really value I really value like really close connections. Yeah, and whenever I've been in a group, I feel like um, I feel like friendships are a little bit superficial. Yeah, but that might just be because like I don't know how to like open up in a group because I've seen like big groups of friends where everyone is genuinely really good friends, mm-hmm. and that looks really nice and really fun to be honest. Yeah, but it just hasn't really been the case for me. Um, me either. But like I think. I don't know, but like I think this feeling of like not quite belonging or not feeling like I'm like part of a really like set group yeah. has made it really easy and exciting for me to travel. Yeah. And like uproot myself and like mm-hmm. try new things and um so like I don't know, I don't I I would not say that it's like a horrible thing. Yeah. I guess like if you were, you know, you had a really set community and you were like just deeply rooted in one place it'd be really difficult really difficult to leave I guess it is like yeah I haven't thought of it like that no and so then I guess the thing about belonging is like um just like moving to a new country like I said at the beginning is like it just makes it like you have you're forced to consider it yeah like I think ideas of belonging is something that we're always going to have to deal with whether we stay in one city for our whole life lives or like you know move around I think but like I definitely feel like it's something that I had to like address since moving here. Yeah. How like when you first moved here, mm. you have family, 
Yeah. So I'm wondering, did you feel like you had a sense of community, like right when you arrived? Or? Um, yes and no, actually. So my family were really, really good. So I like I'd, I'd spent like limited amount, limited amounts of time with my family over the years. Um, but my family were re- so I didn't know them that well, or I knew some of them, but not all of them very well. But I had some like distant-ish relatives that like made a huge effort to make sure that I was like good. So like cousins that I didn't know very well mm-hmm. would say like Kalechi, like every Thursday, why don't you come for dinner? Well, nice. And like people that I didn't like, I didn't. They didn't have to do that. No. Um, and they didn't like. I didn't expect them to do it. Yeah. But it made me feel really, really safe. Like them going out of their way to say, like, we'll cook for you every Thursday. Mm-hmm. Like looking back on it, that was like really, really important to me. Yeah. And I'm like really grateful for that. I only went for maybe like two or three months. Mm-hmm. And like after that, I was like, I felt like I was kind of upset. I was like on my way. Okay. Um, but then also I remember like, <laughs> like a month in going to a coffee shop and like sitting down in the coffee shop by myself. I was like, wow. I don't know anyone. Yeah. I'm I'm really like alone here. Mm-hmm. And I remember calling my dad and being like, oh, like it was like kind of like an anticlimax. I was like, wow, I'm still, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. I was like, I'm, I'm like alone here. Like yeah. I'm alone. And I think I felt lonely yeah. in the first few months. Because you also came and lived alone, mm-hmm. basically, which is, that's very difficult, I think. Yeah. To move in alone. I think so. I when I moved here, I moved in with my aunt and yeah. uncle. And I lived with them for six months, which I think was like, yeah. Like kind of what you're saying is mm-hmm. like when you are at least welcomed yeah. in and you have some place to go, mm-hmm. it makes a big difference. I think there's something about knowing that if shit hits the fan, yeah. you have a number to call. Yeah. I think that like, True. it's really simple, but it's really like, it's it's kind of significant. Yeah, definitely. But um yeah, like when I first moved here, it was definitely, I, I, it like hit me in the face how different I was. Really? Right when I got here, because I think when I, every time I'd been to Iceland was with my parents and my sister. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I belong with them. Mm-hmm. And then like, as a group, when we were with all the rest of our family, it was like, okay, I belong because like, I'm a part of this family. My family, this yeah, unit. exactly. Yeah. This unit is here and the unit belongs. Mm-hmm. But then like, Immediately when it was just me and my family wasn't there, I had this sense of like, wow, I, I don't really belong without my family. Yeah. And it kind of made me feel like, like I missed who, my family. Who am I without my family, basically? Yeah. And it, it, yeah, it was kind of, um, because when you're a kid growing up, you're just like playing yeah. with other kids. You're not like sitting at the dinner table, you know, bonding with the adults. Mm. And then now I'm here, like when I moved here and I was an adult and I was like meant to just like, I kind of had to form new relationships with all my family members. I think like adult relationships as well. Yeah. So I think that was, it like hit me in the face that I was like, wow, I, it's not like this relationship was already completely formed. Like we of course like are close because they know me since I was a baby. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was kind of like making relationships again, but on my own terms, like not with my parents there. Exactly. And also, the, I think age. There's not really many people around my age in my family. It's like yeah. either older or younger. So that's also another like way to kind of feel like you don't belong is like if you're not really, yeah, on the same kind of wavelength. And also, people. if you're feeling a little bit insecure in yourself anyway, 
Yeah. Like I think yeah. like a big part of belonging, I, I think belonging is like for sure a two-way street. Like mm-hmm. if you don't feel like comfortable, if you feel insecure and if you feel, um, yeah, if you just feel insecure, I think then like it's really difficult for you to belong because yeah. you don't even accept yourself to some, some extent. Yeah. And you like, whether you like it or not, you project that onto other people. Exactly. And I think that's so common when you move to a new place. You, like, there are not many stable things in your life that you can hold on to. There's not many things that you know for sure. Yeah. And so I think, like, that makes it really easy for you to feel like, oh, I'm not, like, I'm not okay here. Like, I'm not safe here. Yeah. And you're also, you're, like, forming your new identity. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're already on wobbly legs. Yes, exactly. And then... Yeah. How can you ask someone to like accept you if you don't know what you're asking them to accept? Yeah. If you don't know who you are yet. I think it's a, we both talked about this, how there are some people that come in and they're just like, you know, I mean, total props to them Mm -hmm. for just being like authentically themselves. Yeah. Wherever they go and just like owning the scene kind of. Yeah. Not worrying whether they're speaking English or like whether they have like some thick accent or like, you know, not caring about anything like I totally look up to those kinds of people but like I'm not that kind of person like Mm. (laughs) I'm going to observe like the hell out of everyone around me before I start to you know I want to kind of you know fit in I think that's just like a part of you know something that is with me since I was younger as in like not stand out yeah like yeah Yeah. definitely yeah not stand out not be like because I want to be that, that makes me feel like I belong I think yeah but then again we've seen people who are you know have no problem feeling like they belong, but then are just different. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's also super cool. Um, my brother's recently moved to Iceland. Yeah. He's a little bit like that. Really? He has no qualms about like, okay, in the context of Icelandic, for example, mm-hmm. he's been here for three weeks. He's been learning for three weeks. And if you've tried to learn Icelandic at all, you know how little you know in three weeks. Yeah. Um, and he does not care. Like he, Love it. he doesn't care. Yeah. He will just he will say the words that he knows yeah. wrong. Um, but like everyone understands what he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. There was a funny like example. He doesn't mind that I said this, but like <laughs> he was trying to say happy birthday yeah. to my dad because we went out for a birthday meal. Mm. Um, and he uh, he so happy birthday is till till harming you me av my live. Yeah, and he said. <laughs> Gladder of Naime, which is <laughs> happy <laughs> allergy. Oh my god! And it's just That's so fun. Funny. Like he could, yeah. like we could all just laugh at it, and Gladder like it was just like if I had said something like that, I would probably just be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, exactly. Everyone thinks that I'm like, and like we just laughed. It's like yeah. just, it's just funny. Yeah. And like he was telling me that he like he went out to practice his Icelandic. Can you believe that? I could Seriously. not like I can't like relate to him because he was like I'm gonna go and practice like downtown so he just walked into cafes like asking to use the toilet I was like you (laughs) how are we related but like that's so funny I love that yeah I like he said it wrong the first time and he said it right the second time and then he learned and I just like that I like that I like the like he wasn't scared of like not fitting in and like being different yeah and I think like hmm you actually get more acceptance quicker like that. Exactly. I was just thinking this, like kind of breaks a seal. Just like, yeah, you know, it's an icebreaker. La- yeah. If you can laugh, if you can get someone to laugh with you, yeah. you, you've made a friend. So true. What and a good icebreaker. <laughs> yeah. Just say something like just random. Like, yeah. And get someone to laugh. And yeah. then like, and like, then you're in. Yeah. So true. I have to learn from him a little bit. 
Yeah. I also yeah. <laughs> want to take some lessons. Yeah. Um, oh, I wanted to touch a little bit on just like, yeah, kind of like, I mean, language has something, a big thing to do with feeling like you belong because like it is already, like if you walk into an Icelandic setting mm-hmm. and I mean, for me at least, I automatically kind of in one way feel like I don't belong because of the it's language. Not, it's because of the language. Like mm-hmm. it's, so it's, um, for me, I've like in my head made it, Okay, my comfort zone is like if I'm with Icelandic people, but then there's also one other English speaking person there. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, that feels good to me. Like, yeah. then you know you're not the only one that everyone's speaking English for. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I have so much more fun in settings like that. Yeah. Even if it doesn't change the conversations or anything, no. it's just like something in me, like, psycholo- it's like a psychological safety thing for me. It's just like, okay, having one other English speaking person there. Yeah. And it automatically takes the pressure off. And then you probably feel more comfortable and then you feel like, you like you feel like you belong yeah and you can be yourself you can be yourself yeah you're more comfortable to like show who you actually are yeah because i often like if i'm in an icelandic setting and like everyone's speaking um english for me i know i speak pretty decent icelandic and i can understand most of what's going on so often i just tell people like you can just speak icelandic and i'll tell you if i don't understand but then it's often leads to me kind of zoning out oh my god exactly the same like that's what that's what's happening at school at the moment it's like I've asked everyone to speak Icelandic to me because mm-hmm. I really want to be immersed. Yeah. And everyone's being really good at like speaking Icelandic to me. And I'm like very grateful for that. And I think that I'm learning a lot. Yeah. But like you just said, like when the conversation is going, people are like, it's like, you know, like, you know, when people are just talking back and forth really quickly, like yeah. short, witty conversations. Yeah. Like, even if I understand it, like mm-hmm. I can just like, it's just no. cringy for me to like be like, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah and also like in <laughs> English like, you know what I mean like yeah. I can't no. I can't like yeah. uh, it like insert myself into that conversation no. without making it like and I mean that's the thing there's not very much that we can do about that until we're like at a stage where we can participate in Icelandic and like I've I, I've had good days and bad days with that because sometimes that really demoralizes me and I'm like wow Jesus Christ, like, is it going to take me literally 10 years to, like, feel like I'm a part of this? And that's not true. That's, like, no. an exaggeration. Yeah. But I'm also, like, I think now I'm com- kind of coming to this stage where I'm, like, that's not how I'm going to be able to share my personality. It's going to yeah. have to be in other ways. Yeah. Like, and it might take a little bit longer. Yeah. And it might, might take a little bit longer to form connections. But, like, that's okay. That's, yeah. That must be okay. Definitely. And, I mean, it, you're going to feel much better once you just know like you have time and you know there's no reason maybe that like initial connection that is quite easy sometimes when you're speaking English yeah it's it's a bit more difficult in Icelandic to make it like an initial connection but it will get there with time it'll get there and like I can focus instead on making like making really what's the word uh really deep connections like not based on like witty banter, which no, is like yeah. not that one is better than the other, but like that path is close to me. Yeah. But I can go another way. Yeah. Because we're privileged enough to speak English in a country where everyone understands True. English. Definitely. I also think it says a lot about like people that are willing also to take time to get to know you. True. I think wow. that's like I've have had some friends, Icelandic friends, that are you know they take like much more time to get to know me and like are patient with me. Yeah. Like my one friend who speaks Icelandic to me and I speak English back to her. It's like, yeah, it's just quite nice. That's actually like a really good, like a sign of a good friend also. True. 
just a good all around good person i think yes <laughs> i guess like i've often had the question like what can icelandic people do to make foreigners feel yeah uh welcome because mm-hmm. like of course we're talking i think the main issue is that nobody knows how to uh like do this yeah like it was so interesting so many people who have listened to the podcast have said like wow like i didn't know that like i didn't know that that was your experience i didn't yeah, know that true. like in lentingar they feel like this yeah and like so i think like moments of culture clash don't come from like oh my god we hate foreigners it's no. like rarely like that i think yeah. that's the exception i think it comes more from like people not quite knowing yeah how to like true. how to be in this situation there, i think a lot of people here living in iceland i mean like we've said, like the language part is like a superficial part of belonging. So yeah. I'm sure a lot of people have like, it's difficult to feel like you belong, even if you grew up in Iceland here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that well, most people probably feel like they belong in almost every setting because they have somebody that they're connected to that's around. Mm-hmm. At least like that's how it is in my work. Yeah. I can, f- I know like people, you know, they, they went to, kindergarten together yeah. we're in gymnastics together when they were five years old and i'm like and then now they're working together when they're like 40 years old and i'm yeah. like wow that's just like it's comfy it's, like, it's very comfortable and like it's like a clear sign of like you belong kind of with that person in some sense like you can go to them and talk yeah. about people you know mutually or like yeah. you exist in the same like context yeah and like just your ex- life experience is probably quite synchronized you can mm-hmm. relate on so many levels and mm-hmm. like you might have children the same age or, you know, yeah. it's just a, like a lot of things that you can kind of relate to the person. You feel like you know them because yeah. you, you, you know, grew up down the street from them. And I think that's exactly, I, I like, I totally agree. But like, I think also there must be a way to like get that same feeling with somebody that you didn't grow up with. So true. Yeah. And I think good, you made a really good point, like before we started recording about like, if, okay, if you're an Icelander and you want, and you work, for example, with somebody who's foreign, like, what are some ways to make that like person feel really included and you I really liked what you said you said like um be vulnerable like share mm-hmm. something vulnerable about yourself yeah so that the other person feels really comfortable to True. like sh- share, share yeah. something about them it shows that they like trust you yeah I think that is huge thing I think that's like a really big thing it's quite a like you know it's difficult to be vulnerable but it's um a pretty simple way of just automatically making somebody feel like they belong at least like or like you know you feel like trust them yeah there's a sense of trust there and like that shows that there's like yeah i think trust is so huge in Mm. this whole feeling of belonging it's like people who trust you it's like okay then you know this is a community of some sort exactly even if it's just a few people we're on the same team type thing i think these things are called like belonging cues yeah things that you can do to make people feel like they are that they belong true Another simple, simple, simple one is uh, like just eye contact, Mm -hmm. making eye contact with everyone in the group. Mm -hmm. Like I've been in settings where some people just make direct eye contact with just like one person and that makes you feel like you're not there. Yeah. They don't see you. Yeah. You know, you're not there. Even though that's not maybe true. Maybe they're just like nervous, quite nervous about, you know, they just don't uh, want to sway their eye contact or something. Maybe it's just something they're working on. Yeah. But I think like, make eye contact with everyone in the group even if they're not saying anything it just you know shows that they see you exactly at least (laughs) i think 
that's a really simple one, but I think it is also difficult because I've noticed about myself that when I feel nervous, I avoid eye contact. Yeah. I have to like work yeah. on that. Yeah. Like it's the first thing, it's the first sign for me that I'm like uncomfortable in a situation, but it's like such an easy thing to make somebody feel like yeah. um, seen. And I also think um, like, again, these things are so simple. Sure. Like introduce yourself. Oh yeah, that's like <sighs> huge. I think that is like, that's also an icebreaker. You don't have to it sit is. with someone and like not say, and like you, the whole time someone's speaking and they haven't introduced themselves, I'm not really hearing what they're saying. I'm just like, what's your name? Like, are you, who are you? Like, know you? And like, I don't know whether this is controversial or not, but like, I think if you're in a situation where there's a foreigner and you are like part of the majority, yeah, I think you go and introduce yourself. So true. I, I love when like, Icelanders and also just anyone in general mm -hmm. does this. Yeah. It's just like, I feel like it just, because there it's such is a confident also way to approach somebody. Yeah. And then you, you have control about how your relationship starts. Yeah. You can like, you can control it, but like, hi, my name is, and then like, yeah. and you can start a conversation, uh, start a relationship properly. Yeah. It's uh, interesting how this is like not as common in the culture in Iceland to do this. Yeah. I think in the States, because you, you've told me that in the yeah. States, it's like, how is it? It's super common. I mean, I think it's like almost awkward to not introduce yourself if someone walks in and you don't know, unless you're at like a really big party. But if it's yeah. at like a, you know, if you're anything less than 10 people, yeah. and, you know, it's kind of awkward if you don't introduce yourself. Like you should really go and introduce yourself if you don't know somebody. Yeah. It's like a, just a very, it's a huge cultural thing. <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting. Is it not like that? Uh, in, this, in, in the UK, I think it's like probably somewhere in between the States and Iceland. I think people are like um, quite good, but not as good as like you've made it out to be like in the States. I can imagine yeah. in the States people are much more like forward yeah. with these things. I think in the UK people might be a little bit more shy, more reserved. Yeah. And here definitely. Yeah. It's funny like... But maybe it's because people generally kind of maybe know, know who... Yeah. Each, so maybe True. it would be weird to introduce yourself like... It's like, you know who I like am. Like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were in kindergarten together. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think... But I think, like, going back to, I I personally think that if you're in the major majority, mm -hmm. just take it upon yourself to introduce, because there is there is a power di dynamic at play if you are, like, if there's, like, a foreigner in a group of, like, locals. <gasps> Unfortunately, there is a pa power, like, dynamic. Yeah. And I think it's just, like, a really easy thing to do to, like, I bet what I'm saying is I think it's much harder for a foreigner to come and like break the ice mm -hmm. than a local if the local's in the majority. True. I, yeah, I think that's a super quite easy thing to take yeah. away from this. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, if you're listening. <laughs> if anyone's out there. <laughs> you're, you're Icelandic and you introduce yourself. No? Yeah. <laughs> but like I said before, I think this is a two way street. For sure. Yeah. I don't think belonging is something that just happens to you. No. You don't receive belonging. Yeah. You kind of have to show something also, like eye contact, vulnerability, yeah. like just, you know, make some comment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think you have to like go out of your way to make yourself available. Yeah. Like, and I think maybe that's difficult for people. I mean, I, I find that hard. Yeah. I, because I'm a little bit reserved mm -hmm. in real life. <laughs> yeah. Um, I find it hard, like, if you're like a little bit reserved, if you're a little bit scared of rejection, if you're a little bit like unsure of yourself, yeah. then it's hard to put yourself forward. But like you have to, you have to meet people halfway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like I, I had like a, a little moment this week where I was like, wow, Kleshi, you have to, you have to like ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. 
like there was a group of people we were like in the studio where I was working and there was like um basically everyone had on my table had left so I was alone on my table there was another table like um just a little bit further away mm-hmm. and um what I should have done was like taken my stuff and moved onto the table and yeah. like just like joined that conversation yeah um but like there was a girl on the table who was like, oh, Kalechi, you can come and sit at this table. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like her inviting me made me feel like I was allowed to go. But of yeah. course I could always have gone. Yeah. And it's just like these little things like I, sh- you have to take the initiative to mm-hmm. like, yeah, do it. Like mm-hmm. go and sit next to the people that, you know, yeah. do you know what? Definitely. Am I making sense? Like Definitely. Yeah. No, I think it's like, it's also not to turn this into something negative, but it's yeah. easy to like when you're in these situations, turn it on something personally you know it's yeah. like did everyone leave because of me you know like but exactly. it's really not the case and it's no. probably people just had some place to be and it's like you will just uh like rip the bandit off stand up put your stuff uh on the table and yeah. then you're gonna feel much better but and make you- an opportunity for yourself to connect with other people yeah like that was a missed opportunity for me to go and like yeah like meet some new people yeah and like it would not have been weird no but somehow in your head you like play it up it's like oh I'll just sit here by myself then. Yeah. It's like, that is not how it is. No. Yeah. It's kind of like this. I mean, at work, like, I have a lot of good relationships, luckily. Like, mm. I just have a lot of cool people that I work with. But, um, like, I've been in a situation where sometimes you sit down because all the lunch tables are filled. So sit down. I have to sit down alone at a table. And, like, I can barely focus on anything because I'm like, <laughs> somebody come sit with me please just anybody like come on just come and sit with me like I cannot handle anybody looking at me like yeah. she alone like <laughs> sitting alone like but who cares like who cares? this is just something I'm thinking of like in my head nobody else is thinking about it nobody else is even looking at you everyone's looking at their own like no, everyone's exactly. <laughs> nobody cares yeah but it's something that in my head I'm just like <gasps> oh my god somebody come and save me yeah. from this like awkwardness but but like but you could very easily go and just pull put up yourself a in a different situation. Exactly. I could have like easily just gone and pulled up a chair to like a quite a stuffed table. But, yeah. 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 Big one today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's a deep one. But I, yeah. I actually really like talking about this. Yeah. And I think that everyone can relate to this kind of conversation. Yeah, for like, sure. Even it's not just be because you're foreign in a country that you no. relate to this. Exactly. And I think even like the kinds of personalities we've talked about that, you know, appear to us like they are having no qualms about you know belonging yeah because they're very extrovert or something like that they probably have their own definitely things going on i think everybody has some kind of definitely and i just think like it's um i think we can like all of us we can make an effort like for example like i i made a promise to myself like a while ago that if i'm in like in a room like spot like keep an eye out for anyone that you think might be feeling like you know they don't belong like be very or is that what you're saying yeah like, that's, kind of like, that's what i'm saying yeah be it's like, very very aware exactly i think this this experience of being in iceland has made me feel in some senses like i don't belong and i don't want anyone else to feel that no yeah exactly. and like i think it's so it's so simple it's yeah. literally so simple to make someone feel like they are welcome that's all it is just ask them a question or ask like a question make eye contact with them be interested ask them a name something like yeah. that like i totally agree with you it's so simple and it goes such a long way yeah and i think like luckily at least the experience that i had have had is that most people are really open to like learning this yeah. and you just have to be told like yeah. this is what and to be honest we also need to just say like yeah like what i was saying before like yeah say what you need yeah um but i guess we're saying it now and like 
I think a lot of, like most people are going to be really receptive to it yeah I agree so thanks for listening yes <laughs> if you think any of your friends would enjoy listening to this or resonate with what we've talked about please share it yeah or pass it on to them and we'll be back next week we'll be back next week see you bye <laughs> bye <laughs> 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 <laughs>